Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, February 7th, 2012. You're listening to episode 29 of the Non Sequitur podcast, and it's going to be awesome if Melissa stops shaking her head at me. <laughs> What's wrong with my intro? I liked the old one better. I think the intro we used before should be handed off to you permanently. So when you host you know, PAX podcasts or special editions or whatever, you can have the hello and welcome, because you seem to like it so much. I do like it. That way people can tell, you know, if, if the, the they can tell the voice. difference between you two. <laughs> like, oh, that's, it's that it's greeting. That so intro. that's Luke. It must be Melissa And the, the slightly higher pitched one, that's Melissa. Yes. Okay. That'll All be right. the way that people can tell. <laughs> what? All right. I want to rant real quick about, uh... Who am I, Luke? No, I'm not... Kelly, sorry. Yes. We should go around the room and introduce ourselves. On my left... I'm Kelly. Melissa. Amy. And I'm Luke. Thank you for reminding me about that real quick. You're welcome. A shout out to Aaron as well. He just turned 30 years old on Sunday. So old. He's officially old, just like the rest of us. Mm. Except me. Because you're 12. No, I'm not. I think uh, listeners should uh, write in and guess how old Amy is. That's a good. Well, I think if most of probably know. If they listen to the podcast, they will know how old I am. Do you have your info on Facebook? Could they just look it up? <clears throat> okay, we'll, we'll see if people can guess right then. All right. Uh, but yeah, a, a shout out to Becca for mentioning that Cutters Point has a Marion Berry white chocolate smoothie. It is excellent. It doesn't quite fill the hole in my heart left from the Java Cola, but it is an excellent drink if you like non-coffee coffee drinks. So with that, uh, we are going to get into the podcast. We have basically the same card game as last time. Uh, there's only four of us, so we'll probably get four rounds in instead of three. Um, so who wants to go first? We'll just let you guys choose. Who wants to go first? I do. Wait, whose birthday is next? Um, Amy's. Amy's birthday is next. But Melissa already said she's Melissa, going. Yeah, all right. Okay, so I'm, I'm drawing my yellow card, which is my, my personal topic, because I came prepared for the Ooh. podcast. My personal card is, in fact, science-related. I think science that was a, related. a jab at the rest of us. Ooh. Um, no, it's a jab at the fact that I never come prepared for the podcast. All right. um, so my personal topic is POTUS and the Marshmallow Cannon. What? Have you seen this video, Amy? That's not a No, real thing. I haven't, but I'm excited. Oh, so. so apparently, earlier today, the President of the United States, POTUS, that would be Mr. Barack Obama, for those of you who don't know, uh, was at the White House Science Fair. Ooh. And he met a young man uh, with a marshmallow cannon, and I brought the video. I'm surprised they allowed a cannon into the White House. Oh, what's happening? You need to turn it so we can see it. Oh, it's loading. So what is that boy like? So I'm going to give you a Eighth grade. play-by-play here. So like 14? Kelly, you're doing play-by-play? Okay, so there's a little boy in a tux, and the Presidente is... Standing in front of him and just said the word so oh, there's water. Okay, we are now There we go. Whoa, that is a cannon. I am shocked that was allowed into the White House. It's orange, that means it's okay. It could have had explosives in it. It only shoots marshmallows. What kind of propellant are they using? How long take Where's the compressor? It's Way to be, Home Depot. PVC pipe. All right, back up, guys. I, I always get excited when I see PVC pipe because I know something amazing. Right now, the Secret happen. Service is just like getting ready to tackle this boy. <laughs> take him down! Take him down! I want you to move over to this side. This thing's going to go way back. Please put this through a window. Please. Who thought this was a good idea? He's going to break some priceless, priceless piece of art. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a bike pump. 
Oh, wow. I do yeah, not predict it's this. Just air, yeah. I do not predict this going very far. Oh, that little boy is cranking on that thing. That's right. Fire the cannon! Bruh. There we go. Get Presidente. Get El Presidente. Yeah. Oh, concentration. Okay, so the president is now pumping up this cannon, marshmallow cannon. I, I bet <laughs> that thing was X-ray checked four times. Oh, probably. He's getting tired. Yeah, he's pretty old. He bent the pump. <laughs> okay, the anticipation is killing me. They need to fire this damn thing. Where is it aimed at? Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So you just press this button right here and we'll probably angle it this way. So it's going to sound like a shotgun. He's going to aim it at the press. <laughs> oh! oh! Let's look at the, let's go look at the marshmallow. See what happens. Okay. Let's see. That's the Okay, so what happened? So, what, yeah, so what they, it, they go look at the marshmallow and it... Did it, like, stick to the wall or anything? It didn't stick to the wall. One of the nice girls from one of the other booths brought it over so the president could see it. That's pretty cool. So do they do this every year? I don't know. I just... I saw the video today and I, I thought it was a fun video and so I thought I would bring it to the podcast. Do you know if there's, like, a winner? Do you, I mean, do you know nothing about this video, basically? I know that there was a marshmallow cannon... Fair enough. And the White House posted the video. I'm super curious how the kids were chosen and if there was a winner. I'm disappointed that they didn't shoot it at a like a Secret Service agent or yeah. hey Ted, a member on. of Congress or the vice president you, or something. You have to do whatever I tell you. Stand yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Secret Service guy is like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, all right, then I'll stand here. And then by obligation, you have to protect me by standing in my, you know, like, <laughs> block me from the bullet. I just thought it was fun how he, the president, you know, made such a big point out of move out of the way. No, seriously, people, stand over there. Yeah, I don't want to hit you with this. I like the little kid who's just like, I'm going to aim it kind of at those people. And everybody's <laughs> like, ah. Do you guys ever make uh, like potato cannons when you were younger? Um, no. Because I know there was the infamous uh, can o uh, Napalm. There was multiple cans of napalm. Yeah. There was one at the Red House by Capitol Lake, and then there was one with Josh Lake and I. Uh, that Wasn't there one that burned right through the concrete of the so, street? You no, know, that was the one at the Red House, and the okay. napalm uh, melted the aluminum can and burned far longer than we anticipated, and his dad came home. Because we, we thought it would burn for like 10, 20 minutes and burn for like 40. So his dad comes home from work and is like, what's going on, guys? We're like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stand in front of a little fire. Pretty much. <laughs> this is why Luke will never get invited to the White House Science Fair. But it was quite amazing because... That's on his permanent record. They, burned a hole yeah, in the street. So the can completely melted into a puddle of metal and it fused itself to the parking lot there. So it might still be there for all I know. That's pretty rad. It probably resurfaced since then. It's possible, but it's not on. It was on the like sidewalk side, so maybe not. Maybe not. Might be worth checking out. But yeah, there's been multiple napalm stories in my life. Don't make that stuff, kids. It's bad for you. Yeah, it's it's really fun. <laughs> All right, does it mean it's Amy's turn? Mm-hmm. Oh, are we going clockwise? Is that how this works? Did we choose clockwise? Hey, I want to discuss this for a second. She already pulled a card. Damn it. <laughs> From Scott from Minnesota, so it's a listener question. How do you feel about Newt Gingrich's proposal to build a manned station on the moon? <laughs> That's about how I feel, too. Have you heard about this, Kelly? <laughs> no, but I think it's silly. He actually said it at a campaign address in he's like, Florida. He's like, America. Actually, multiple campaign addresses, I he's think. like, America, we're going to own this moon, and we're going to launch rockets he, he's at not China. Southern. Well, he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly just assumes that all Republicans are from the South. 
true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's a crazy idea. I, I don't see any value in being stationed on the moon permanently. Uh, it might make a logical like base, I guess, if you're going to be launching something for a longer, you know, like if you're going to Mars or something. He wants to make it a state. What? Yeah. In one of the campaign addresses, uh, he said that if they got up, if they got 13,000 residents, they could apply for statehood. Nobody, 13, what? That doesn't even make any sense. That is the population requirement to become a state. Who's money? 13? 13,000. 13,000. Okay. Wait, who's paying for this? If I mean, like, I almost don't want him to be a president just for this plan not working. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine transporting stuff to the moon to build a base for no purpose at all. Except you were so excited about all of those like extruded people. concrete buildings for landing on the moon. I like the idea of extruded concrete buildings, but I don't think we should actually do anything on the surface of the moon. It has like zero scientific value to us. I don't know why we would ever waste the money. I'm basically opposed um, to all kind of inner planetary we could i mean up. isn't there helium three on the moon or something from the moon is that what moon taught you the yeah movie? that, that yeah. movie uh moon. no that doesn't exist unfortunately that doesn't actually exist all right never mind there are aliens on the moon wait at what? least according to one of my teachers oh, okay <laughs> i gotta stop i gotta stop thinking that movies are real <laughs> only they were my teacher no. tried to convince me that there were three three mile long bridges on the moon built out of what three mile long bridges what? What, wait what, three mi- wait for what purpose what, for we, the aliens that live on the moon you don't need to cross anything there's no water but there are canyons. There are craters. There are big and old craters. craters. You could walk around They're a crater. Deep. And you can walk around the crater. Plus, it's, it's, more convenient it's to low walk gravity, so if you just go fast enough and jump, you can maybe clear it. These aliens but suck. But if you're Those an are alien, like thousands of miles might, across. You know, low gra- fast enough. I said fast enough. there a moon feature called the Sea of Tranquility. Yes, that's where they landed in Apollo 11. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have wanted a, a bridge to cross the sea? <gasps> Segway. <laughs> Segway. Yes, Kelly. Oh, well, tell me about seas. New seas. And new oceans. Are they planning to make some? Like the one in Antarctica that they just discovered. That's not a sea. It's a lake underwater. It's a friggin' ocean. How's it a lake under the underwater? Or under the ice. Under the ice. All right. And they've known about it for over 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, I mean, they just got there is the thing. They just Yeah, but they've been been drilling for 20 years. So I have a friend, and I mean, you and I discussed this earlier, but I have a friend who believes or predicts that this is the Mayan zombie apocalypse. Or there's some kind of like weird... There's something in the water. Okay. Something in the water, and this is the end. Do you know if they've actually broken through yet? Yes, they did break through. Okay, and is it the the plan where they're going to let the water come out and like reseal it so that they can? Well, the idea is they're, they're they don't want to touch the water because they don't want to contaminate yeah. it, even though it's you know ginormous. But they're going to use. I mean, it's it's the, the hole they drilled is quite small. It's not you know you can't fit a person yeah, yeah, through yeah. it. Um, but they're going to use special vacuum tubes to suck the water through um, to make sure that they yeah you know. Don't don't get bad. Yeah, that was my understanding. And then, and then they they intend to freeze the water as it goes up yep. the tube, so that they have. It will, well, they don't want the like the drilling solvents and other things to yeah. fall back into yeah. the lake. Um, there are many many lakes underneath Antarctica. Um, Kelly, put your phone away. Ah, but it's a girl. Well, we'll get to that later. All maybe right. I don't know. No, we won't. <laughs> We're not discussing that on here. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Um, she drew. I'll go with green. Uh, what are your thoughts on the 2012 F1 season? Are the cars too ugly? Has McLaren missed the boat with its nose? Who will win the World Drivers' Championship and World Constructors' Championship? Did Does anyone he, care yet? Did he stack the deck and make sure he got that one? I drew last. You guys could have pulled this, <laughs> and I got it last. So It's a silly question. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the, the 2012 season? I mean, the four of us are going to a race this season. The, the weird, ugly cars that just got announced, we will be watching on a real track. We're not going to know how ugly they like are. They're going to be going so fast. Fast. Well, you have to watch them on TV between now and then, though. So, uh, do you do you like the direction they've gone in? Do you not care at all? I never care. 
This think- is the first year I've been able to identify any difference whatsoever between last year's car and this year's Just car. Just because of the nose bump? <laughs> yes. How do you feel about it? Is it ugly? Is it Oh, I think it's irrelevant? atrociously ugly, but that's not the point. Will it win? Yeah, that's the question. Well, and more think? importantly, how many points will Heike score? <laughs> All of the points. All you know, of the Tony points. Fernandez is predicting two. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot. Big step up from zero. It's like an infinite growth. Kelly, what do you think about the the weird stepped nose? Do you think McLaren's in trouble? They're the only team that doesn't have it. I really don't know anything about aerodynamics, so I have nothing to say about that. Amy, what about you? I think that all of the cars are ugly except the McLaren. However, of the ugly cars, I think the Red Bull is the prettiest because it's not as dramatic of a step. As everybody else is. It doesn't have the platypus face. Yeah. And I'm really What's wrong with platypots? Is that is that the plural of platypot? That's my platypot. I think platypot. <laughs> I'm really wondering what Adrian is really up to because there's a vent. The vent is very interesting. I'm curious if it actually is just for driver cooling or if there's some nefarious plot. I actually was wondering at first when McLaren unveiled their car with the like slope nose, if that was just like a ruse, like they'd actually had the like duckbill nose this whole time. And they were just like, oh, we'll show them the sloped one. So they'll won't think. And then they'll show up in Melbourne with the stepped nose and be like, ha, that's not going to happen, by the way. The development, there's no way they could possibly switch at this point unless it was like halfway through the season. So <laughs> they are going to have to play the hand they dealt themselves. Uh, so quick predictions, World Driver Championship and Constructor. Melissa? I, I don't know. I always have this problem when it comes time for the fantasy Formula One signups and whatnot, because I I really have no knowledge base from which to make actual predictions, so I can just tell you who I like. Okay. I I like Sebastian Vettel, and I like Heike Kovalainen. All right. Kelly, predictions. Uh, Robert Kubica will win the title, and BMW (laughs) Sauber will get the Constructors' Championship. Wow. (laughs) All right. So, nonsense. Amy, what about you? Um, I also like Sebastian Vettel, and I don't know beyond that. Yeah, we need to have a Rosberg Hulkenberg one-two finish so that we can say Nico, 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 Nico. It's a Japanese uh, Nico Bergs service like YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna say that we could watch a video of them winning on Nico, Nico. This is true. My prediction is that. Jensen Button will win the Drivers' Championship. But he's annoying to listen to. Jensen what? Button? Yes. Okay, but if he backwards. wins, we get to see... Okay, I can't, Wait, even, is... I can't even stress this enough. If he wins, we get to see so much of his girlfriend. Let's just... I don't care. Wait, what okay. is annoying about Jensen Button? He just got annoying after a while. He's the most charming, affable guy on the grid. He got annoying. You're see, weird. Luke's a little bit offended because he likes to think of himself as a modern-day American Jensen Button. And so by you not liking Jensen Button, you, it's, it's like you, you're saying you don't like Luke. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt on the inside. But he's British and you're Puerto Rican, so that doesn't even work. You can be British and Puerto Rican. I don't know if you know that. No, uh, well, I'm not pretty sure that pretty sure science Hamilton has, is was British say, and, and Grenadian yeah. or something. That's completely different than Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's not even the same continent. So uh, I'm actually predicting McLaren winning the Constructors' Championship as well. I think the slope nose is the way to go. Regardless of yep. Adrian's yep. amazing abilities. Totally just put my head in the sand and send McLaren <laughs> and figured it out. All right, Kelly, your turn. My arm itches. Take the top one. What is it? What's a blue one? From Courtney in Auburn. Hi, Courtney. What was your favorite childhood vacation, and what did you enjoy most about it? There was one. Wait, I'm confusing my vacations. I have no idea. (laughs) 
You really can't remember a single good vacation? No, I can't, no, they were all good. I just don't remember which one was the best. Um, just pick one. Anyone where I went to Disneyland and or Disney World, those were all. Just drive, wait, you didn't drive to Disney World, did you? We drove to Disneyland. Okay. Not to Disney World. Just checking. I dr- I've driven to Disneyland twice. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot of, and one of them was in a school. Actually, that was the best one. The, the okay. My uh, high school band. <laughs> yeah. Marching band. Um, wait, was this the same trip that Aaron went on? Yes. I've heard stories. So many stories. This was a great trip. I was a freshman yeah. in high school and we drove, we put the whole band in three different buses and drove them all down these big fancy, you know, like charter buses. charter buses and drove down to California and we all got to go to Disneyland for like two and a half, three days. And it was amazing. Just amazing. There yeah, were like cockroaches best, coming out of the faucet I don't know if this is a childhood heads. vacation. It's, well, it was like an emerging manhood type right, fair enough. vacation. <laughs> I don't want to know any more about your emerging manhood. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> What's up? Favorite vacation and why? I'm going to go with one of the Oregon Trail vacations. You really like the Oregon Trail vacations. You've been talking about them a lot in the last week and a half, I'm, I'm two more, weeks. Well, I just have had opportunity to reminisce about my is Oregon this, Trail vacations. Is this like an actual follow the Oregon Trail as far as you can we type vacation? We go did get an not Indian go all girl the way to and have Missouri her show you how to get to the follow. coast. I don't That's think Indian Lewis and is Clark. PC. Totally different. Didn't they end on the Oregon Trail? No. The Oregon Trail didn't exist when Lewis and Clark went across the continent. They forged that stuff. Fair enough. All I, I know I about want to say stuff. All I know about Oregon Trail is to not get dysentery. <laughs> okay. Well you would know. Watch more out for if, eagles, they would steal your children. You would know more if you had a great interest in the Oregon Trail and so your parents took you to Oregon Trail related uh, destinations within driving distance of our house. The driving, not so fun. But many of the destinations were pretty cool. We got to see some some wagon ruts and some pretty sweet interpretive museums and a pretty impressive musical where they actually pushed a wagon up a fake hill at one point. That was kind and of intense. And shot blanks and was kind of terrifying. It was pretty cool, though. How old I think, were you? Uh, about 10-ish. I don't know. I was in elementary school. But the, the cool thing, I guess, about summer vacations with my family was that um, they almost always related to something that the kids were interested in. So we, we had some whale watching vacations when Amy was really into whales and Oregon Trail vacations for me and did some Disneyland as well. But um, it, that always went with Christmas, though. Yes, but it was always nice to, to, we didn't always get to pick the exact locations that we went, but the vacations were targeted towards our interests. Fair enough. Amy? I remember the trips to San Juan Island the most, and the camping, and the whale watching. The non-whale watching. And never being whales. There were never whales. We spent three days on a rock looking for whales. And then burning my arm on the candle. Sitting in the sun? Not in the candle, but on the... Lantern yeah. camping. Yeah, that was fun. No, That's because really. whales were probably off eating surfers or something. No, the one day we went and did something else, apparently the whales showed up at the spot where we'd been watching. <laughs> Do we have anything other than orca whales in Puget Sound? Yeah, gray whales. And we weren't looking for those. We were looking we for were the looking orcas. We were looking for the orcas. Okay. But we get gray whales that come through. I think the humpbacks migrate. The humpbacks migrate how far down do they come? Do you know? Like, like how, how far south? Oh, the humpbacks head all the way to California. To no, Baja. no. How far south Sorry. into Puget Sound? Oh, they don't come into Puget Sound. Oh, that's what so I was asking. Have, that's why you have to go up to the San Juans. To, to, so that's as far in as the they Strait come? Because the Strait of Juan de Fuca is probably the closest that okay. you're really going to see them. Um, if or you see out the, on the coast. Yeah, your, your best bet if you want to see the big whales sure, sure, sure. is to go out on the coast. But 
the orcas regularly come a little bit further in. They can come as close as Seattle. They don't tend to get down into Seattle because there's so much boat traffic. But occasionally you'll see one further in. J-Pod or something like that. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I knew all of the orcas in the J-Pod. That's terrifying. She knew them by name. Yep. Nerd. If we'd ever yep. seen them, she would have known which ones they were. <laughs> yep. So I guess for me... Uh, Favorite vacation was with my friend Avery. We took a car trip down to the Redwood Forest and on the way stopped at Crater Lake and I fed lots and lots of chipmunks. Wait, wait, wait. It wasn't the one where you burned down an entire field with your buddy Aaron? Again, that's that's like high school. I don't know if these count as childhood vacations. Plus, that was terrifying. That was middle school. Was it middle school? You're that right. Was middle it was middle school. Okay, so yes, I burned down like 15 acres of forest and grass in Westport one year. That's not something you should be proud of. It wasn't. Kelly seems to think that I should be. I think it was awesome. It was terrifying. I mean, it was, unfortunately, that was the year before I started hanging out with you guys, so. You wouldn't have wanted any part of that part of the vacation. <laughs> it was really, it got, it got really close to the houses. It yeah. was bad news. And then, you know, we had to lie and say that we just came across it because we didn't know what kind of <laughs> fine there might be for, you know, basically burning down half the beach. Dear Lord, look at that fire. Yes, pretty much. So, yes. I enjoyed going to the Redwoods. It was fun. They're really big trees. And Crater Lake is pretty cool. But you don't like animals. Why were you enjoying the squirrels? I like feeding them. They're fun okay. pets. <laughs> fun pets? Fun pets. I, I think squirrels would be the best pets if they were domesticated. <laughs> They'd be like ferrets a little bit. And or like rats. Way way more intelligent with, and with. capable. Okay. Maybe. Rats don't are dumb. ferrets smell really bad? You can get them demusked for a hundred bucks. And rats are highly intelligent. Yes. That's true, but they're not as capable. They don't have opposable thumbs. You would teach it to play the piano, perhaps? No, there'll be no... ukulele? There'll be no guitar or piano playing in my house by anybody, ever. Sad. (laughs) So you want your children to have no manual dexterity whatsoever? They can play... He said nothing about the saxophone. Or video games. That's manual (laughs) dexterity. What? Way more than pianos. No, actually. Not even remotely. Fair enough. Says um, the guy who's never, ever played piano in his life. This is true, actually. I can't. Maybe I should have. Yeah. Probably. M- All right, who's next? I, I'm next, and I'm actually deviating from the game because I have the special uh, update. Over the last few days, uh, the four of us on the podcast have watched our way... I agree with Kelly. Why do we do this to ourselves every year? But we have watched our way through <laughs> the game trailers, Game of the Year awards for 2011. Um, she says that because we all feel including such categories as awful. action adventure, most innovative, uh, biggest news story, best sports game, uh, best platform exclusive game, and of course games for each of the major video game platforms. The reason I bring this up is because we like to make predictions and uh, get points for correct predictions. Um, this year, the the old system that has worked in the past was very successful, I will just say. The vote for Call um, of Duty. Vote for Call of Duty system served me well, except for always vote for Uncharted um, became the other rule. So would you like to hear the final scores? Yes, start with the lowest. All right, yes. In fourth place, with 11 points out of I don't know how many categories, is... Luke. Luke. Yes. Yes, Yay. Luke really, I don't know. Sucked what was your bad. strategy this year? I was going with my heart instead of what I thought would win. Ah, uh, yes, I did that one year, and it went terribly for me. <laughs> yes, I should have learned. In third place, with 12 <laughs> points, Ooh. is Kelly. Aw, two video had, game players. I did the same thing, though, he refused, a lot of the time. he refused to go with the winning strategy. Because I refused. He, to vote for Call of Duty because I hate that franchise. 
Uh, in second place with 15 points, so a nice little jump there from 12 to 15, is Amy. 15 points. Wait, wait, wait. Has anyone else checked her points score? Because it sounds like... I watched her do it. You watched it, her do it? All right. But you're in second place, so I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> They're in cahoots. Okay, well, I came in first this year. I've <gasps> never won before. How many points? Uh, 17 points. Whoa. Gosh, I don't even. Us. I, is that... I still don't think that's very good. There are a number of no, categories no, that's only like that half were just of them. bizarre. Like there were probably five categories where none of us got the correct yeah, yeah. answer. Best DS was, game apparently it was really Ghost Trick. Strange. Nobody knew that. Nobody well, even knew that game existed prof- before it's we. It's been Professor Layton for like the last twenty years, so I don't even know. But the best category, um, I have the nominees for best rant from the oh, podcast man. while watching. This is a new idea. So the nominees are. Quote, that game has been ported more times than anything ever. They need to shut their yaps. (laughs) I know who gave that one. (laughs) That would be Kelly in reference to Zelda Ocarina of Time released for the 3DS. (laughs) Among many other things. Yeah, among many other things. things. But apparently most recently the 3DS. Uh, Quote, no way is Killzone 3 better than Infamous. This category sucks. That would be Luke. Yep. That'd be a Luke. Um, <laughs> complaining about the platform exclusive category, yep. which featured a nod for Killzone 3. It's a little disappointing. Um, a frequently recurring rant. Um, I'll paraphrase, quote, right-handed link. Humph. A rump. Yes, I resent the right-handed link. I do too. So pretty much every Nintendo I mean, category had that rant from me. Yep. Yeah, the only, I mean... I'm right-handed, but Link has always been left-handed. Until it came in, to the Wii. Until they, the Wii, because everybody was right-handed, and they had to make him right-handed. Oh, yep. Stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. He's a left-handed character. Keep him that way. Uh, and then the final uh, quote. Nerd rage. Final nominee. Um, quote, I figure if I vote for it enough times, it will fail. That would be Amy uh, in regards <laughs> to Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, awesome. which it failed when I said that. So That's true. That's true. true. Broke, so it was she broke the <clears throat> the string. And in true game trailers fashion, the winner is something that wasn't even nominated. <laughs> 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 Quote: Game trailers. Why do we keep coming back to you? Yeah, Kelly takes it for the win. <laughs> Every year we're so disappointed by the things they do. They, so in multiple categories where it should have even like been nominated, they didn't even mention Portal 2 once. It wasn't in the platforms. It wasn't in best first-person shoot. Like none of those. Like I think it was in Puzzler, and that's the only one for best puzzle. Puzzle and music were the only two I can It was remember. nominated for best music, and I think that's about that's it. That's it. Maybe Story, which is what it should have won. I don't think it was. It had, yes, I voted for it. For, oh, okay. Or no, I didn't vote for it for story, um, but Kelly and Luke did vote and for it for best story. No. What? The what Witcher won? 2 won. Uh, I, we've got it, a, it's hard a to none judge. of us know that yeah. question mark and exclamation point there. Portal if you've played confused. Portal 2, it is just the most charming, what? well-written, imaginative. imaginative game. It is so much fun to play. I played through it probably three times back to back because I just couldn't get enough of the characters and they're, they're just, they just rant constantly. It, and it they're features perfect. a talking potato. How can yeah. you not love it? Okay, question. Why do we keep coming back to it? Yet, who won Game of the Year this year? It was Uncharted. That was good to see. So, does that does that earn no, a little that bit feels of love? A little, that feels better. Not mitigate it. Because they chose the correct game as Game of the Year does not mean that the rest of their system isn't totally broken. That's right. Because they also chose Batman and Call of Duty to no, win a Batman, number of things. Uh, from all I've heard, Batman is was a fantastic game. I, I just kept guessing wrong. 
But the fact that I don't think Skyrim won a single category for its own platform. That seems a little weird. That yeah. was kind of weird, um, especially the PC version. They must version. have only played the PS3 version. They probably judged it pretty harshly on its brokenness. Possibly. It is like broken. Which is unfair. Which is what I would have done, but I just, I'm surprised that they actually went that far. Because if you can get past that brokenness, it is so good. Melissa, do you still want to draw? Or No, that was, uh, that was my draw. Still, okay. I have a supplemental draw. <laughs> what are the pinks again? I don't even the, the mystery box. Ah, mystery box. I have a pink. I'd say this or that. Apples or oranges? That's not a fair question. I everybody agree. knows that. Actually, I don't know which one I like better. How Traffic. could you possibly choose between those two? That's well, you have to pick one. No, no. I refuse. You can't. So you're just gonna go hungry. One of them I'm is going to be both. what? Either one so of I them... get to only choose one, and then the rest Fruit of salad. my life, nothing else. Yes. I don't. I like to eat oranges more than I like to eat apples. This but, is giving me a panic attack. But I, I can't like, make this choice. But I like desserts that have apples in them so much that I don't know if I can make that swap. See, I like apples. But, but I don't like orange actual juice? oranges. I like satsumas and mandarins better than oranges because they have less of the annoying white stuff on them. And like orange Julius the and... Yes, the pith. Has there ever been an orange pie? No. Well, I'm maybe somewhere try someone's this. tried well, it. Probably you can make it the way you would make a key lime pie or a, a lemon you pie like a where you make more of a curd whatever, yeah. um, with the, the zest and a little bit of Tell the Tell you should do that. It. I'm going to be experimenting this summer. <laughs> Or maybe you could make it like a banana cream pie, almost more of a custard or a pudding filling. Oranges are a winter fruit. Apples are also sure. a winter fruit, aren't they? <laughs> Autumn time, yeah. Autumn, whatever. Like they're pre-orange season. What would you choose, Melissa? If I had to choose, I would probably choose apples because I, I, I come from the land of apples. And so, I mean, the choices here are just so much more... Kazakhstan? Diverse and... <laughs> Fuji? What? <laughs> Well, no, just, I mean, the, the diversity of apples that we grow locally so that we get really fresh, um, delicious apples. Not that, red delicious. Well, yeah. I mean, I wonder if I lived in California and had access to different types of oranges or if I lived in Europe or the Middle East where there are different kinds of oranges and citrus available, I might have a different opinion. But, like, the only oranges we really have access to here are, you know, kind of your basic navel oranges, which are delicious. They're freaking awesome. I have a whole fridge full of them right now. Of navel oranges? I remember introducing a a Japanese exchange student to the concept of varieties of apples. They didn't know there was different kinds? He didn't. It was crazy. I was in college and we took a... Which ones did they have? uh, Oh, they had all different kinds. And and that was the thing. We're standing in front of the apple booth at the farmer's market and he goes, wait, what are these? And I said, they're apples. And he's like, okay, but what are those? And I said, they're apples. And he's like, but they're different. I said, yeah, they're different kinds of apples. And he gives me this look like, what are you talking Japanese about? Japanese apples are and made in a factory. And at this point, the saleswoman shows her wax. brilliance. And she grabs one and she says, do you want to try a taste of each? He bought, I think, I think he bought a dozen apples just right then because he was amazed that there were different kinds. And I mean, Kelly, you're kind of teasing the Japanese people for not having lots of variety in their apples, but we're the same way when it comes to bananas. Other parts of the world That's have true. many different varieties of bananas to choose from. And we literally have, have like black bananas we have one and blue species. Bananas. The, yeah. the Cavendish is the only banana that we get in America. The Rwandan banana is really strange and not good cooked. Why would you cook a banana? I was just going to say that. Well, they, I don't know. They do it in Africa. There's they do it in Africa a lot. banana dishes in Africa. Because they're not they so different good varieties. Raw. Actually, of, yeah, the, the sushi and, place makes like fried bananas. That's a pretty good. And people will tell you, no, no, it was a plantain. No. When you ask the Rwandans, they will tell you, it's a banana. It's a banana. That's been cooked. And it no, was not good. 
So what, are you really not going to choose apples or oranges? No, because I like them both. They are. Right. They have their seasons and they have their time of year, and I like them both. <laughs> then, uh, well, I, yeah, I can't choose that. That's like, it's like choosing between my babies. All right, I'm pulling a blue card. Max from Olympia. Which city is better and why? <laughs> Didn't we get in a huge argument last time we had one of these? Yes. Okay. Tumwater or Lacey? Tumwater. Why is Tumwater better than Lacey? Lacey is a smorgasbord of crud. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the word I was going to use. I know. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Melissa has a ponderous look on her face. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what is where. Like where the dividing line is between them? No. There's an Olympia like what, between them. What landmarks, what landmarks are in each place? What do you mean by landmarks? They both have a Costco, if that's what you mean. <laughs> okay. But if, I mean. And a, and a Walmart. Yeah. Yes, they so they both have, have a Costco and a Walmart. <clears throat> Lacey has most um, of the Shayla's Western Trail. Lacey has most of the Shayla's Western Trail. It has the movie theater. Tom Water has the Falls Park, though. Tom Water has Tom Water Falls Park. Lacey has m- many parks. I don't want to go to any of them, though. Why not? I, I, Lacey's a scary place. No, it's not. Compared to Tom Water and Olympia, it is. It really isn't. Kelly, back me up on this. Well... I grew up in Tumwater, and we just never went to Lacey because it was a smorgasbord of crud. <laughs> and <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I still, I work there now, but I still don't know it. I still couldn't navigate it to save my life. It's silly. And it, it really is. There's just, every street seems to look the same to me. And then I go this direction, and I'm like, wait a second, how did I get here? And then I see the same stores that I saw 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, wait, no. And yeah, I hate it. I think I don't like Lacey because I don't like the the crazy growth that it's experiencing in the housing kind of way of just like those huge, ridiculous 400 house like developments that keep popping up almost everywhere. And just the the weird like commercial areas that are are, are being built to support the, the Hawks Prairie is just a disaster now. That's um, true. They have the weirdest ghettos in Lacey. Yeah. They're, they've got really nice houses in these ghettos. Yeah. Like, and there's like these the segmented ghetto. like, yeah. You know, in fact, I went there to buy a coffee table once to the Lacey Ghetto, and I didn't realize I was going to the ghetto. I like I was, you know, I was driving through. I was like, "Oh wow, this is a nice little community." And then I get out of my car. I hear people screaming. There's a lady talking like, like crazy. She was talking about her girlfriend's on the phone, just like this, rear the top of her lungs on the other side this of the, the porch. This is the most racist podcast this you've is, ever had. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how she was talking, though. This is not racist. This is this is a blow by blow of this place and uh when i oh, when i knocked on the door the guy that he's a he's the boyfriend of a an old co-worker and he didn't know me but i knock on the door and he he just cracks the door open just ever so slight and he's like yeah hey, what's up what can i do for you <laughs> and i'm like hey i'm here for the coffee table i'm kelly <laughs> he's like oh, okay cool hold on and then you know he closes the door and i hear a lot of locks going yeah. And finally he opens it up and then big dog, burf, you know, in my face. And yeah, is El Ghetto. Amy? Tumwater's experiencing the same kind of growth. Is it? At parts of Tumwater, sure. When you and I went house shopping, we went Like Tumwater Hill? Oh, that backside. All that backside of Tumwater. The hill has had all kinds of housing developments go in. If you look at the... the I mean, less of the, kind of the retail stuff, except for the new Walmart. But then the... Um, all the office and stuff, the state office buildings and, and whatnot built out towards the airport. I mean, it's probably not growing as fast as Lacey because the population is coming in from the north as opposed to coming in from the south. But it's still growing plenty fast. Amy, thoughts? I'm just saying. I, there was a time when I spent more time in Lacey. That time has passed. I spend more time in Tumwater, so I'm more familiar with Tumwater. 
but I don't feel one way or another. About You're indifferent it. about which one yes. is better or worse. My guess is that, that Max probably prefers Tumwater. I think he technically lives there. Who's Max? A uh, tall dude from church. You've met Max. Have I? He's a Harry Potter fan. All right, he's a good guy. <laughs> That's all it takes for Kelly. Yep. All right, you up next? Choosing green. What, what's green? Typical topics. Typical topics. Fear Factor. Is that show still on? Read the next part of that sentence. Recently started up again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it has become team-based, a team-based show now. Thank you. Would you want to be on it? And if so, who would be your ideal teammate? Oh. So they still have the same model where they do two like physical challenges and then an eating challenge in between them. Okay. See, I always felt like I could be okay at the physical challenges, but the uh, eating challenges. That's where I fall down. <laughs> That's I where about, I've, yeah. I almost entered that show once until I realized I just couldn't do the eating challenges. So, oh, they're just bad. Yeah. They, the things that they cook up or don't cook up. <laughs> so do you know anybody that you think would be good for the eating challenges? You could just pawn um, that off on them. I don't know anybody who's all adventurous. Yeah, not not as far as food. I mean, I know people who could pack away a ton of food. You, for, in, for instance, uh, back in high school, especially. But um, or Aaron. Oh, good lord! <laughs> his poor mom. His grandma <laughs> used both. the way his grandma used to feed us yeah. when we'd go over there. It was great. oh, to be a high school. I again, know when all the food was free. I know, <laughs> and so much of it. Um, I can't think of a single person. Just pick someone you hate and make them do it. Someone I hate? Yeah, just punish them with the food challenges. Okay, they're in my head. I'm not going to say that. All right, fair enough. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, what about you? No. No, you don't want to be in Fear Factor? Correct. Have you ever even wanted to be on for the the physical challenges? No. No part of the show is entertaining or appealing? That is correct. Wow. Okay. Amy? No. Uh, Same thing. Don't want to be on it. Don't have any interest. Correct. So what is it? We're getting one answer. Why do you guys not have any interest in the show? Are the... Fear is scary to you or the physical stuff or? I don't see the point of doing that to yourself. I just. You win a prize at the end. $50,000. That's yeah, the that's point. That's not enough. 50, what? You could be that's out a of college. That's down dead. point. Yeah. That's like college for your, a child. Or yourself or a third of a house. Yeah. Not. Nope. $50,000 nope. is not worth it. That's crazy. That's a, that's a really sexy car too. What? What car? I don't oh, know. Oh, just whatever just, you want to buy for yeah. $50,000. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Melissa, not for you either? Not for house fund? Uh, no. You could buy all the all-clad kitchenware you could ever possibly <gasps> there want. There we go. She's, she's Yay, thinking about it. but no. <sighs> so are you are you freaked out by the physical challenges? It's not a freaked out thing. It's I don't want to. Do you know why? Because I don't like reality television. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Got Except it. Except The Amazing Race. Sure, but I don't even know if I would want to be on that. I mean, as much fun as doing the race would be, I don't know that I want to be on television. Okay. They edit you to look like whatever story the producers want to tell, and it's always unflattering in some way, and I don't, I don't want to do it. They would edit me to be the buffoon, for yep. sure. So do you think I could get Aaron to eat the food challenges? Maybe. I mean, 25 grand, right? I mean, are they splitting the pot I'd or are they, making 50, are they making 50, 50, like 50,000 no, for everyone? I think you have to split. I'm not sure, but it's I think It's two that's... people per team? Yes. Okay. So 25 grand, that's pretty, I mean, I could eat some things. Ooh, I, maybe I'd choose Noah, but he'd want to do the physical challenges. I bet Noah, Noah would do Noah it. Noah would totally Noah eat the, would the totally, bugs and Okay, and Noah worms. is our insane, mas- like proper masochistic yes. friend who, you know, will, you know, if you say, hey, I want to punch you in the face, he'll present his face for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can literally just deck him as hard as you can. And I think he would eat cool the bugs. It. He would totally eat the All bugs. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm dibsing Noah. 
All right. You might be able to get Josh to eat crab. He's been to Thailand and all sorts Maybe. of other places. He's yeah. probably eaten things we don't even want to know of. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I'd love to be on the show. You're up, Melissa. Uh, this is Emily from Rhode Island. Hi, Emily. If you got customized license plates, what would they say? Oh, this is a good question. All right, go ahead. Well, if you've got an answer, I don't feel have free an answer. to start yeah, I'm going to think about it for a second. <laughs> One, two. Once I realized as a kid that you had to pay extra for customized license plates, I no longer wanted them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like 150 bucks a year, isn't it? I have no idea. I do know from a friend who had customized plates that you do have to, it has to be decent according to the state. So if you get something that sounds or that isn't easily identifiable, quite what it says, you do have to explain what it means. So yeah, so I've got one, but I don't know if I could get it past the state approval board. So I would have F1 or FIA hater. H-A-T-R. H-8-E-R. E-R, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they'd allow... H-8-R. H-8-R. Hater. Hater, yeah. yeah okay, so so yes, too. <laughs> FIA hater would be a great one for me, but I don't know if they'd allow that, if that's too potentially inflammatory. Um, Nobody knows what the well, FIA need, is. Well, in I know, but I'm so. sure that they're aware that a lot of people like use hater for different things. And so I'm, you know, Ford hater or whatever you could theoretically sure. use for all sorts of things. And I'm wondering if that has a blank. They, they would think it'd be like Filipino hater or something. Or so, something they mistranslated or something. Yeah. But I don't think they'd let me have it. Unfortunately, I've never really wanted customized plates. Magneto would fit. How about that? <laughs> oh, we saw at PAX, was it? The, one the year? Pwned. The it, Pwned. Yeah, the, it was the, the PWN 3D. Yep, yeah. on the Red Elise. That was yeah, great. Yeah, that was a good one. Amy, customized plates? I don't really care to have customized plates. The only thing, like, I remember a story from when I was little. My mom telling that, my, my mom was telling a story that my grandma had told her or something like that. I know this story. That when my grandparents used to have a truck, and when they got the license plates for the truck, it was trucks had a letter and then a bunch of numbers. And the license plate that my grandma got had an I on it, I think. And the next woman who came out, hers had a J on it. And she knew that my granddad really wanted, was really hoping that they would get in when they were doing the J license plates because his name starts with a J. So okay. she went back and asked very nicely if she could trade license plates so that she had a J license plate. Wait, trade with the woman? No, trade with the... Okay, with the okay. I was just yeah. checking. I'm like, that's not legal. Right. Yeah, that's that's the only thing about customers' Wait, license plates that I can... Didn't your mom have on the Forester, didn't they offer her a plate that had like 666? She the had name? it. She actually did have it. Yes, awesome. She didn't have a choice. You can't decline? No. Okay. And she just didn't care. All right. People you threw fits, but she just, whatever. You just have um, numbers. So I recently gosh. saw, what well, you're thinking, I recently saw and took a picture of while I was driving, uh, a picture of a dude, he had uh, a license plate that had all blanks for six spots, like like literally nothing, and then the letter R at the end. And I didn't know that you could have blanks as part of your license plate. Curious. Yeah. I was thinking maybe something mathematical would be interesting, like the first seven letters of pi or... There we go. I was probably taken it. Uh, <clears throat> Of the uh, Avogadro's number, yeah, or the Fibonacci sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if that one's taken. We should find this one, one, two. You wouldn't fit very much of it on there, but still. it'd only be like yeah, one set, two sets. Yeah, that hmm. might be kind of interesting. Yeah, personalized plates. I don't see a need to have them unless you're really trying to make a statement, either about the car or yourself. Um, or maybe just the word juice. That would be nice. That'd actually be pretty good for you. Yeah. Someday when you're rich and famous from selling books. With, with yeah, I got to spell it wrong too. Just like J-O-O-S. <laughs> and an exclamation point. They'll think that you're foreign. They'll think it's like your first name and you're from Denmark. 
Juice Van Dongen or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Emmy. Going with another listener question. Uh, this is from Allison in Seattle. What was your best and worst airplane slash airport experience? You've flown quite a bit, so this should be good. It's the time you broke your foot in Dallas, isn't it? You broke your foot in an airport? Yeah, that that's definitely up there. As the worst or best? Worst. Just checking. Um, the other one that it would, would tie for would be um, when we were flying to D.C. with the church group. Um, my friend said something that was funny, and I was laughing. And the woman said, why are you laughing? And I said, she said something that was funny. And I said, what was it? And I couldn't remember what it was. She couldn't remember what it was. And I had to go through the extra security because I was laughing. I was a little annoyed with that. Awesome. This was in 2003, so oh, yes. everybody was a little, like, panicked about flying. I... Yeah. Um, great experiences flying? I, I don't know. I haven't had like a super awesome, wonderful experience flying ever, really. I've had not bad experiences flying, but nothing that's standout wonderful. <clears throat> wait, so, is this the question? I didn't actually hear it. No, wait. I take it back. There was there was an entertaining flight. Tell me. Um, flying back from Rwanda, one of my friends, because I got up and was walking around, was playing Battleship with another friend on another part of the plane because we had a big group and so we were all spread out throughout the plane. My friend tried to get me to go back to my seat which was right behind the guy he was playing Battleship with and then come back and tell him where all the parts were, all the ships were because he couldn't stand <laughs> losing for a Cheating. third time to a blind guy at Battleship. Wait, the friend that was play, that he was playing is technically blind. He can see some things but he's really blind and so... Yeah, it was amusing. Uh, for me, let's see. Uh, best. Um, once going to Washington, D.C., I think with the church group, we got laid over because we missed our connecting flight. And so they gave us, a, or it was, we missed it or they screwed something up, but they gave us like a ton of food vouchers for the food court. And it was late enough at night that nothing was open except Wendy's, which I hate. But they gave us each like $15 of credit, which goes a long way at Wendy's. So we just ordered each like $10 worth of Wendy's and then picked out and made burgers out of burger patties. Like just <laughs> stacked them up. Like we had like eight or nine burger patties inside these burgers. Are you munching on those? Uh, no, we were trying to get Ben Block to eat them. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, worst uh, flight, Noah once on a different church trip to Washington, D.C., uh, left his uh, boarding pass in a connecting flight, like got off one plane at an airport, left it inside the pouch for the next flight. So we were in line. They go to check our tickets. He realizes he doesn't have it, remembers it's back there. And so he and I like ran through the airport, like exactly how you see in the movies where you're like yelling, like get out of the way and like shoving people down and just sprinted like through two different concourses, grabbed our tickets and then ran back and barely made it. <laughs> and that is why when we went to Africa, they told us never, 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 never put your passport in that pouch because people always leave them there. Yep. Oh, yeah, everybody's looking at me. All right. Uh, okay, best one. I don't know. The last Can't. one you ever were on is probably the best because you never have to do it again. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Actually, there was one. Okay, I flew up to Alaska to watch a friend get married. And on the way up, I believe, that would make sense because I was, yep, that, on the way up. It was really cool because, um, you know, we were escaping from nighttime. I could see yeah. you know, night trying to encroach upon us. It was really cool. Um, but also what I saw on that flight was, that was also amazing, um, was there's a mountain in Alaska <clears throat> on the coast that is actually the biggest mountain in the United States, not taller than Mount McKinley, Mount McKinley. Thank you. Um, but, um, 
from its base to its peak is larger than McKinley okay. because its base goes deep into the ocean. Okay. And the sun was hitting it just right, so I could see a ton of this mountain under the ocean somehow, and it looked just amazing. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, so that's the best one, probably. <clears throat> and the worst was the... Uh, uh, on my way out to... Florida. Florida. I had a very, very bad experience with lots and lots of turbulence. It scared the hell out of me, and I'd never want to be on a plane Scarred again. Scarred for life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It uh, created in me a deep fear of flying, so... Yeah. I find the turbulence flights rather fun. It's quite fun. I mean, no commercial airline has ever been uh, crashed. There's never even been a wing failure due to turbulence. So you're pretty safe. That, that, like, when you're in the air, it is the safest part of the entire flight. Literally. The turbulence? Yes. Li- I mean, no matter what, <laughs> when you're in the air, that is statistically the safest part of any flight. I feel like the smooth part of the flight is the safest part of this flight. Probably, but turbulence has never caused any kind of wing failure All right. or loss of control. Uh, the worst one was when we flew back from Europe, so Heathrow to Vancouver, BC. What? One flight? One flight. And I went a little stir crazy in the middle because I was in the middle seat. Uh, on the side, but still in the middle seat between my dad and a man from India who I didn't know, both of whom fell asleep. So I had no one to talk to, and I really needed... It's not like I needed to go to the bathroom, but I just needed to get out of my seat and not be stuck sitting there. And the man from India was on the aisle, and he was asleep, and I didn't want to wake him up. And so I just kind of freaked out in my seat a little bit. Um, best flight, I think, would have to be... I'm getting this great image of you as a caricature of yourself with like one eye popped out and... like. Twitching, tweaking. That's totally how I that's felt. Twi- I, yeah. I don't know what I looked like, but Just that's definitely out. how I felt. I couldn't right. tell you how you felt because I was row away or you guys were something like that. Yeah. Um, I'd say my best flights would have to be. Um, I don't know. I, usually, if I flights when I've got somebody to talk to, those are my best airplane experiences. Because then, when there is turbulence or whatever, it. it matters less i get less bored yeah, the I get lady less antsy. the lady on my flight she was stopped thinking about out. flinging the door open and just jumping out to get away from all the noise and smells and stuff weird your wife is suicidal i guess i'm not suicidal i just went off the plane <laughs> I just went off this plane at 30,000 <laughs> out. all right my turn yes i'm gonna draw a yellow card science all right i am going to tell you about science kelly what is the tallest mountain on planet Earth? It's one under the ocean. I don't know what it's Ooh, called. Ooh, you are correct, <laughs> sir. Well done. Yes. You actually know the name of it. Well, Do I? what it would be if you were being more general. Hawaii? Yes. Oh. Hawaii is the tallest mountain on planet Earth if you judge from its base to its height. I'm glad you mentioned that thing about Alaska. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Obviously, Everest is the tallest you know, above water, but... Uh, if you count Hawaii from the base to the to the top, it's about six miles tall. So it is quite large. Um, but D- does anybody actually count mountains that way? Uh, in, uh, when you think of like solar system planets, you would uh, you always go but from they the don't, base. They don't have water. Doesn't matter if you're counting mountains and the height of mountains on planets or other planetary bodies. You would always count from base to height, it's not regardless of water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back last year, we sent a probe to the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter to look at this big asteroid called Vesta. 
Vesta has been like super interesting to us for quite a while. It's the second biggest asteroid we have in our solar system. And um, they wanted to, to check it out because it kind of has like small planetary features to it. It's got like basalt, you know, flows and an iron core and stuff that our planet has. Um, so they sent this probe there and they were looking around and they were really dis- surprised to find the second tallest mountain in the entire solar system on this asteroid. Uh, it is about 15 miles tall. <laughs> so, uh, about three, how, how big is the asteroid? Uh, 330 miles across in diameter. So wow, that's a n- not too big. That's as, a big zit. As asteroids, it would mess us up. We'd yeah. all be dead for sure. Um, but it is, uh, it's called Vesta and, uh, it's quite fascinating because, um, this mountain, I can show you a picture there. You can see a scale. It's smallest only to the, the Olympus Mons on Mars. Um, but it is uh, fascinating because we've got lots and lots of rocks from Vesta on planet earth. We've been finding them for decades and decades and, and all planetary bodies have their own kind of composition because of their atmosphere or because of, um, you know, their, their chemistry on the ground. So we can usually t- identify like which asteroids, which meteorites we find belong to which planet just by the, the science of, of astronomy. And so we've been wondering for all these years, why do we have all these Vesta rocks laying around? And so the new theory that that Don has has allowed us to put forward is that that mountain is actually the remains of another uh, asteroid that hit it and basically like stuck on. Like, so if you had like a big chunk of modeling clay and you threw on a smaller chunk of modeling clay, most of it would stick, but at the velocities that they're headed, chunks would fly off, bits and pieces of both. And that a number of them obviously must have come off Vesta and landed on Earth at some point. Um, but so this this uh, this mountain, if you want to call it that, is unusually smooth when you look at the surface of Vesta. Most of it has pockmarks from other asteroid impacts, but this one has a, a, a mostly smooth surface. So they're thinking that it is, again, like modeling clay, another asteroid or something that's stuck on the side of it. And this is also a new theory that people have for our moon. Our moon has like a big lump on the backside of it. And uh, one of the big theories is that that also was from some other kind of uh, you know, interstellar modeling collision. Clay. Modeling clay. I was going to say it's like a peep where it just like absorbs <laughs> all of the asteroids that hit it instead. <laughs> it's fascinating. They're trying right now to, to try to date uh, Vesta and this collision because you can look at the, the number and the, the essentially proximity of pockmarks both for the smoothness of the mountain and the normal pittedness of the regular rock face and try to figure out roughly how old, how long ago the mountain was formed. But yeah, fascinating if you like science of space. Okay, but if it's an asteroid that hits another asteroid, is it really a mountain? Uh, that one tectonics of a type, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're right. It's not coming from like plate tectonics, so it's not what we would probably consider a mountain it's not also from a volcano, um, as far as we know. So who knows? I'm not a mountain expert. We need a geologist. I don't want to start declassifying volcanoes. We're piss <laughs> someone off. I mean, Pluto is going pretty far. I'm going to allow Pluto to remain a planet. I'll teach my kids that Pluto's a planet. They'll be all wrong in school. All right, Kel. Very nice. Okay. Would you rather lose your keys or lose your cell phone? I lose both all the time. <laughs> no, like permanently. Actually, I don't know. That's up for debate. For a day. <laughs> I'm just saying, I lose mine all the time. You always find them, though. You misplace them. What if you had to go a day or a week without one of them? Well, I couldn't without my keys. That's true. I mean, you could have me drive you around and open doors for you. So it would only work on a Saturday. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess you could probably replace <laughs> most of them, but I don't know if you have a spare for the car. I do. Okay. Kelly, this is yours first. Oh, uh, keys. I, would rather, I would rather lose my keys. Because your phone is your internet? 
Because my yeah, my phone is both my internet and my connection to the outer world. Because I'm a bit of a hermit, so uh, yeah, definitely rather lose my keys because I can walk most place. I could even technically walk to work, although it would really suck. Walk to work or walk to a bus stop, or that that works too. That would be a yeah. better option. That would be a better option. Yeah, um, and my car's a piece of crap. So. <laughs> Crud. Yeah. The, the second thing about losing your keys is that I, I don't know if everybody has duplicates of all of them. I've got duplicates of a couple of the, you know, I've got my car and I've got the house, but other than that, like the other keys would just be like, this is remind, reminding me that she can make some duplicate keys. Um, Amy. I mean, okay. On days that I am off and off, not, of work. off of work and not going anywhere at all, I could end up leaving my phone upstairs until someone calls the house and says, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Why aren't you answering your cell you could phone? say the same thing about keys. If you're just sitting around the house, you don't yeah, need Yeah, I mean, I could get by a lot easier not having my cell phone for a day or for a week. I mean, I've washed my cell phone and had to use a really bad cell phone and basically pretended like I didn't have one because I was using a cell phone that I couldn't really call people on. They couldn't hear me very well. So I remember that phone. Yes. That phone drove me crazy. Yes. Um, and that was the second one of that phone. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I could, I could get by without a cell phone a lot easier than I could get by without a key, partly because I have a key that is not to the house or to a car. It is to another, it is to part of another building. And so if I lost my keys, I would feel responsible for that. Yeah, that's never good. You feel like a big security (laughs) breach. Well, it wouldn't be, but yeah. I would rather lose my phone. I could I could make deal do without my phone. Keys would just be disastrous, I think. <sighs> Melissa? I'd rather lose my phone. Wait, how many votes do we have for phone? Three votes for phone now? Yes. Oh, you guys are crazy. You're just right. a hermit. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that will wrap up the round of questions. Um, going to the checklist. Kelly, can you give us just a really quick update on your, your hard drive and this writing competition? Because I think oh. it'll be over by the time the next podcast airs. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a, a big boo-boo the other day. Um, long and short of it is the my novel and my short story and all of it was lost. Yeah. And uh, so I am starting over from scratch. You're going to go again. You're going to just start... I'm, oh, I, I still want to do the short story. The short story, if I just buckle down for a few days, I can get that knocked out. That's that's not a big deal. The novel is what really is upsetting because I was, you know, at a, over 130,000 words. That was the Nano, right? <clears throat> the Nano Remo book, yeah, that that was really taken shape. Two years in the making, yeah. Well, year and a half, but still, yeah. It's, uh, yep, I had a rough couple of days here. So moral of the story... You want to tell everyone to back up their stuff in more than one place because I was making a backup when this happened and the backup was destroyed as well. So yeah, back it up like crazy. Like email it to yourself, yeah. like yeah. do whatever you can try to get it like off of physical hardware. So if you have like a house, even, fire, even if you have to print it out, freaking do something. Yeah. Question for you because your story was nano and you've had to update or upload it to verify it, is there any way that you could possibly get to it that way? I did not upload it to verify it. I just punched in the workout. Yeah, I know. That one's rough. (laughs) That one's rough. If you followed the rules, (laughs) there might have been hope. Yeah. I didn't want to upload my story because, you know, 
Yeah, when it gets leaked out. Who knows what where it goes once you've uploaded it? They jumble up all of the words and the computer counts it and You know what? You're just rubbing salt in his wound now. <laughs> I read well because they're very serious about not like leaking people's stories and that kind of stuff. Fair enough. So good. they upload it and it jumbles up all of the words and counts that there are words and So I would have hundred and thirty thousand words to jumbled jumble. Up, yeah. <laughs> there probably is a way to unjumble. I'd be it. like, Oh look at that then. That one was definitely in chapter four. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm here with Jackie and Scott, all the way from Minnesota. I'm going to ask them a few of the questions that we just went through. Uh, Jackie and Scott, what are your thoughts on the 2012 F1 season? Are the cars too ugly? Has McLaren missed the boat with its nose? And who do you think will win the World Drivers' Championship and World Constructors' Championship? No, they're not ugly. And I always go with McLaren to win. You don't think that, that Vettel is going to repeat for a third time? Um, not if I punch him in the face enough times. By the time you see him in Austin, I don't think you can really stop it. Dang it. So, Scott, what about you? Are the cars too ugly? They're hideous. How do you feel about the weird step nose that everybody's using? Uh, I'm concerned because McLaren seems to be the only one who doesn't have it. You've got to think that they looked at the design in the wind tunnel before unveiling the car, right? That they, they looked at the options and said, we want to go with the traditional nose, right? Yeah, that's... I'm... <sighs> I'm guessing that, like, my first thought was, like, did they screw up and, like, not get one of the rules correct? But I'm hoping they're not that off. <laughs> All right. Who um, do you think will win the, both of the championships? I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be – actually, I'm going to root for Button over um, Hamilton, um, especially with some of the reports I've seen that they're having issues with uh, rear-end grip. He'll burn the tires off, yeah. And Button's always been a little bit better on his tires. And I'm hoping that, like, McLaren has some, like, they're the only ones to get the nose right. Wouldn't that yeah. be amazing if it was 2009 all over again and Braun situation happened with McLaren? It'd be awesome. Be amazing. All right, question for Jackie. Which city is better, Tumwater or Lacey? Tumwater. And why? Tumwater has more Baskin-Robbins. That's true. They have one. Lacey has zero as far as I can tell. Would you rather lose your keys or your cell phone? Cell phone. You always can use other methods of communication. I can't start my car in any other way. <laughs> Scott, what about you? See, I'm leaning towards keys. Because for the most part, my truck's old enough that I could start it other ways. And then, you know, I could probably break into the house if I had to. All right. We got a this or that question. Apples or oranges? Apples. Clementines. <laughs> Cheater. All right, question from Scott. How do you feel about Newt Gingrich's proposal to build a manned station on the moon? On the moon? On the moon. Why? Because And then it can become a state. You have to have 13,000 people for that to happen. I know, but he thinks it can happen. I don't see the point. I also don't see the point, but I'm curious why you might think he has a point. Is it just to get elected? Do you think this is a good platform for election? We're going to spend billions of dollars putting people on the moon? No, it's just ludicrous. Not to mention that, yeah, it would be billions and billions of dollars, probably more like trillions of dollars. And I believe there are some international treaties we've signed that said we couldn't make the moon a state. It's kind of like Antarctica. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is some kind of claim or, or treaty or something that says you can't. Yeah, basically, you can't co-opt parts of the moon for like territories. Yeah. I just like it was one of those things that just absolutely blew me away when it came out that like and he's saying that he can do it in nine years from now. 
So he's saying by the he said by the end of his second term, which would mean he'd take office next January and then eight years after that. Wow. So I mean, even just to get the colony established, that would be insane. Yeah, I don't see it happening. All right, last question. What was your best and worst airplane or airport experience? This year we missed our first plane, so that was exciting, uh, which was probably our worst or my worst experience because that was very anxiety-provoking for me. Uh, But then our best experience because Southwest uh, customer service was awesome and got us a better flight pattern. What about you, Scott? Best and worst? Um, Worst would have to be coming back from my um, training trip to Dallas for Harbor Freight. They Um, sent you to a different state? Twice. For training? Montana for three weeks and Dallas for a weekend. What kind of training do you need in other states that you can't get here? Yeah, don't ask me. I I went to it and couldn't tell you. All right, I guess one more question. Uh, What are you most excited for in Austin this year? Are you looking forward to visiting anything or sightseeing or F1 or hanging out with friends or getting away from the kids or what? Just F1. That's all. That's it? I don't like friends. (laughs) And kids aren't that hard. Wow, two bold claims. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for the race and just the whole environment of being there. Like, Although the question now becomes, can you and I find a way to get to Dallas while we're there? Is that with the McLaren? McLaren dealership. I thought it was Houston, but I looked it up again the other day, and it's actually in Dallas. How far is Dallas? Like three and a half hours. Ah! Driving. Yeah, that, so that's I'm, I'm not sure it's going to happen. And I would turn off the air conditioner. <laughs> just be a jerk? Yes. You'd have to suffer through it, too. I yes. like being warm. Fair enough. I would just, uh, I don't know, push you out of the car. <laughs> you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, be pregnant, pregnant at that course, point. It'll be fine. Yep, exactly. Are you actually nervous about this baby? No. Have you gotten Other little... than being a boy. Yeah. Boys are only trouble. We all do cause trouble, but we're not inherently troublesome. Except all of the ones that I work with. You should get a better job. You have an awesome job, baby. Got his first death threat. Ooh. It was only a matter of time, I guess. Yes. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, you guys can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TNS podcast. You can also email us your questions, comments, and thoughts at uh, TNS podcast at gmail.com. Uh, to close it out, we will have a song by a group, I guess, called Claypex. It's a dubstep song uh, for those of you who like it. It's called Chinter's Will. And uh, it's a little bit more of a melodic dubstep song. I've been getting crap lately from people that say that dubstep isn't music. It's just a bunch of bleeps and bloops. So this one actually has like a female singer. It's more (laughs) melodic. And their entire album can be downloaded for free at claypex.com. So check that out. And we will catch you again in two weeks.